Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back, everybody, to our podcast, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. In our podcast, we talk about issues that really prevent us from being socially just and free, and we invite you to join us on our conversation. Tanya, what are we talking about today? Well, let's also talk about our goal. Yes. Yeah, so our goal is to disrupt the status quo. And um, the status quo we're talking about of racial inequality yeah. and inequity in systems throughout this country. Um, and that we hope that each of these episodes will be the change that you are challenged to be the change mm. that you want to, um, to see. Yeah. So lies that we were told um, how the system is rigged yeah. against people of color. Yeah. Sounds so provocative. It does. It does. But, you know, I think it goes back to answering the question, why is this so hard? Because it's a system, right? Right. Ultimately, it's not one person not liking another or margin. I mean, it's an entire system. Right. And how the system, systems, quite honestly, how they're created in a way that may or may not benefit everybody in the system. And so those lies we were told. Yeah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Meritocracy. Mm-hmm. Right? So what does meritocracy sound like? Like what might we hear? Well, we hear the word merit mm-hmm. inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we think about meritocracy, in our society, there's a, a narrative where, um, you know, people are rewarded yeah. based upon merit. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they do the hard work, they'll be rewarded for that hard work. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with that. Certainly, right? Because the system rewards some work, right? Right. By some people and not necessarily, you know, valuing work by other people, right? right? So it's like, if you work really hard, you can do anything you want to do. Right. And I think I heard that over and over All and over life. growing up. All my life. And it's... hard work is important. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that you shouldn't work hard. But what we're saying is that the system values some work by some people over others. Right. Right? Yeah. And you're right about the hearing it growing up. I mean, you know, we, we heard if you work really hard in school, mm-hmm. you know, and get a really good education mm-hmm. and work really hard at your education, yeah. where is that going to land us? We're going to get a good job. We're going to, job. We're going to have benefits. Yep. We're going to be able to pay our bills. Yes, that's, that's right. That's what we heard. That's right. You and know? we over and over again, over and over, over, and over again. again. And yeah. so even when we were like, if we got a bad grade or something like that, it was, you're not working hard enough. Right. You're not working. You got to work harder. You got to right. work harder. Right. Right? right. But we know that. So what that means is that if somebody fails in some way, doesn't get a good grade or doesn't have a good job or doesn't have, you know, the, you know, they might be living in poverty. Then the, then the narrative is those people are lazy. Right. And we know that's just not true. And they haven't worked hard. And they haven't worked right. hard. The reason why they're where they are 
is because they're not working they're hard not enough. They're not working hard enough. You know. And which is so unfair. It's unfair I mean, because it doesn't really tell the whole story. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I think about, you know, single parents working two and three jobs, you know. I mean, we literally have a section of society now that we call the working poor. Yeah. Right? They yep. work. Yep. They work. And so this narrative around, you know, poor people are lazy or, or you're poor because you haven't worked hard enough or because you're not getting good grades because you haven't worked hard enough. It's a lie that we were told. Yeah, it it's is. a lie that we were told. It is. And what's really sad about it is we were told this lie when we were kids. Mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> and these lies are still being told today. Yeah, they are. They're still being yeah, told today. We still hear it mm -hmm. in different places mm -hmm. that we go. Mm -hmm. We still hear it in society. Um, you know, we hear it in the halls of Congress. Yes. You know, it's it's a narrative that is um, a false narrative because ultimately um, we are not seeing the whole picture. So let's talk about that picture. Yeah. Yeah. So so when you think about you know that picture, and you know who I think tells the story really well, mm. um, Michelle Obama when she talks mm. about her grandfathers mm -hmm. and their stories um, and how opportunities did not come their way. And, the, you know, obviously we have our own stories in our own families that we could talk about as well. But, you know, we let's, let's kind of drill down a little bit into what the lie is, you know, and what the problem is. Yeah, so one, um, this idea of meritocracy, um, not everything gets merit. Like not every, not every work, not every skill, not every job mm -hmm. um, receives merit. Um, and on the level that other types of right um, um, jobs or skills do. Mm -hmm. So I can totally relate to you know uh, Michelle Obama's um, you know her the, the narrative around you know her family. Um, I, I, my father used to say that, you know, he was really counseled out of school because as a teenager, he was told, well, as long as, long as you have, as you have a strong back, you don't really need education. Wow. Right. And so, I mean, he was told this like outright. And so he went, you know, left school, went into construction, his brothers, that's how they worked. You know, it, there was, there was this, um, we were a family of laborers mm -hmm. at one point and you know, that didn't pay a whole lot. That didn't, it just didn't pay a whole lot. And so they worked really hard, but they didn't really have opportunities in these other spaces that would have, you know, allowed them to make, make more money. But even in that, it, even in, so we do need people to build, right. right? And so why don't they have, you know, why, why is that, you know, unskilled labor? Right. And, and right? why is the value? And why is the value so different. low? Right. Right. You know, it's um, interesting. <clears throat> During the pandemic, um, all of a sudden, low wage workers became essential. Right. And I just I just remember how messed up that was. Yes. Because they found themselves being the hardest working people in society. And the most vulnerable when it came to a virus that at that point we knew nothing about. We didn't right. know how it was transmitted. We weren't really sure. We just knew that 
it had dire consequences. Right, right. And it was many of their families that were dying. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yet all of these quote unquote essential workers, you know, outside of those, you know, doctors mm -hmm. who were considered essential mm -hmm. as well, um, but the low wage um, folks who were mm -hmm. considered essential were considered essential because they had a skill that was needed, but they were not compensated no. the right. same way. That's right. So if I'm supposed to be so essential, why am I getting low wages? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that's that's a valid question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the truth is, is that we just don't value all work and all people right. at the same you know, rates and, you know, as we do others we, at the same level, we just, we just don't. Right. You know, and I think, again, that goes back to the lie that we were told, you know, you work hard, but, you know, it should have been if certain people work hard in certain contexts, right? So. Break that down a little bit more. So, yeah. So I think, you know, our, our economic, um, so the way that we're, strat um, that we're stratified economically in terms of race and culture, we know that um, white people out earn all other groups, right? So yes. we know there that that tells us that their work is more valued than others, right? Um, the, um, the, the population, the rates in terms of who goes to college and who gets, you know, into these skilled trades and everything like that. Again, you have white students that outpace other groups. Again, that tells us that their work in school is somehow more valued than others. Right. Then we have, you know, for marginalized um, people of color. And so that tells us that you know, in this meritocracy where if you work really hard, the outcomes tell us that some work and some people just have more, um, they just have better, because the outcomes are better in terms of financially and socially, they just have, their work is more valued. Right. I think the, the work itself too, um, college, you know, college graduates out earn, you know, college graduates on all levels out earn others in their demographics, right. right? Right. Because we value the value that we place on, you know, a a, a job that requires a, a college, college degree, degree. You know, mm -hmm. we value it more, and we show that by paying people more. Right. The challenge, however, is that not everyone has access. access. That's right. To college. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, college is extremely expensive. I mean, when I went to school, I thought it was expensive, but I've got two children who are young adults who we paid for college, mm -hmm. and what we paid for their college made my college seem like it was nothing. Yeah, I heard a statistic <clears throat> that the cost of a college degree has outpaced the cost of living by 400%. And that was five years ago when I, so when I read that. Yeah. 400%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, you and I are fortunate and mm -hmm. we are thankful every single day that we have had access yeah. to higher education. Yeah. Um, but we know that that is not the case for many people that look like us. That's they right. Simply, it is simply not affordable. That's right. 
And so some people might say, under this whole meritocracy mindset, well, if you work really hard, you'll get a scholarship. Mm. And so students do just that oftentimes. They'll work really hard, but they're competing for scholarships. That's right. And if they're competing for scholarships, who are they competing against? Mm -hmm. And are there enough scholarships to cover education for all of them? That's right. The answer no. is no. Right. Not in our mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not set up mm -hmm. that way. That's right. Um, and so we have unequal opportunity, unequal access. And so there may be a student who has, you know, quote unquote, worked hard in high school, received a scholarship mm -hmm. to a, to a four-year university, but the scholarship doesn't include room and board. board. Mm -hmm. So now they have to figure out how are they going to pay to live on the campus? How am I going to live? How am I going to eat? That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. How are they going to buy books? That's right. You know? And that is stressful. It's and, extremely You know, that's stressful. stressful. I mean, the idea of where am I going to live? Right. You know, so it's like you have, you have this scholarship, but then there's all this stress associated with, where, you know, where am I going to live and how am I going to eat? Like, right. that's such a... And so then if I have to get a job, how am I going to get to that job? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. sometimes there aren't jobs on campus that's or right. enough jobs on campus mm -hmm. for all of the students to be able to take advantage that's right. of. And so now these students are now trying to have to figure out how do I get off campus mm -hmm. to find a job that's going to pay me low wages that still might not cover Absolutely. the cost of that's my right. room and board. That's right. So that's that I right. can go to school. That's right. And so it makes it, you know, sometimes it's like, it's just easier for them to say, okay, you know what, maybe college isn't for me. Yeah. And, it, and the narrative in society would say, well, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't want it bad enough. You didn't want it bad enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you did, you know, you would... You would have found a way. Right, which is... Yeah, unfair. Unfair. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it unfair. really speaks to there not being a level playing field. Yeah, right. You know? and, I, and I think that, you know, even sort of a full scholarship that does not include room and board, <laughs> I think is, um, again, I think it just goes back to that, that unfairness, especially when you have scholarships very often that are based in, that come out of need. Right. So you know this kid has a need, and to not you know offer what the kid needs, right. you know um, I think is is um, is unfortunate, and right. and it really does contribute to the marginalization. Right. It just contributes right. to the access not providing the access right. that kids need. Right. You know? Yeah, and you know, and we think about just historically. So we we've done the historical, you know, um, the podcast that mm -hmm. kind of talked about the history of. Um, how we've gotten to where we are today. Yeah. And when we think about, um, you know, the history, along with this meritocracy um, narrative, if mm -hmm. you will, the history doesn't pan out. Right. I mean, meaning, meaning, you know, historically, there has been, you know, a tremendous gap, wealth gap, that we can attribute to how the system was set up, mm -hmm. So there were the haves and the have-nots, yeah. and mm -hmm. there were a few people in between. But the haves were extended opportunities that the have-nots were not extended. So let's look at, you know, we're, we're two black women. You know, we can look at our own family history, mm -hmm. and, you know, we can trace our history back to the enslavement period here in America. 
and what our families were, what opportunities were afforded our families mm -hmm. at the time of the, you know, the change mm -hmm. in, in, um, in industry and in society. And, you know, I think about, and I've shared this in the past, I think about my own grandfather whose father was enslaved. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking that long mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And he, um, being a boy in the family, needed to help support his, his father passed away when he was a little boy, needing to, you know, help in supporting the family. He didn't finish high school. Mm -hmm. Brilliant man, really, really intelligent. But he didn't get his GED until he was a senior citizen. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might say, well, you didn't work hard enough. And I can tell you he was a very hard working man. So he worked outside of the home. He worked in the home. You know, he did odd jobs. He did all kinds of things mm -hmm. to raise his own family yeah. and support his own family. You know, he was at some point able to, to purchase a home, mm -hmm. uh, which was pretty tremendous considering what society was set up. But ultimately, there were certain jobs that he would never have qualified for simply because he didn't have the education. Yep. And it wasn't because he wasn't hardworking. Mm -hmm. It was because of the circumstances. That's right. You know, he was a part of the Great Migration mm -hmm. from Mississippi to, to Chicago um, and as a boy. And so this is really, you know, this is a, this is a thing, it's you know, thing. That, that we have lived with. Yes. Um, and it's like, you know, like, don't tell us that we're not working hard enough. That's right. When we haven't had the same opportunities and access extended to us. Absolutely. I think that's that's such a great point. And I think um, that's such a great point. And it's really about, like, both access and opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's not that we're not working hard. <clears throat> it's not that we don't have groups that are not that are not working hard. Right. I mean, right. you only need to, you can go to any, you can see the level of work that people engage in, you know, but it's like, do they have the opportunities and do they have, um, you know, the opportunities to make more, right. you know, are we, how, how do we value their work, right. you know, and how does the system allow them to continue to be marginalized financially, right? right? right. How do we, how are they being kept out of those opportunities? How are they being kept out of opportunities to be entrepreneurs right. and own what they do? Right. 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 I mean, those kinds of, I was watching, there was a, there's a movie, I think it's on Netflix, it's called Made. And it's about this single parent and she's a, she, she has a gift as a writer, but she can't go to school because, because of the economics and she can't, she doesn't have like this way. And it's not until somebody sort of offers her access to this program and then she has the opportunity but were it not for this person in her life right to provide the access she's kind of stuck in this cycle of you know low wage earning um jobs and right. really struggling to provide for her daughter and you see her go from couch to couch like friends helping her out and then um, in shelters and things like that. And it's just like this really, I wish I knew the name of the, um, the writer, but it's called Maiden. It's a really good, really mm -hmm. great series. But I think the point is, it's like this, this um, and, and she's working, right? right. So right. And just, working hard. And working hard, yeah. and working hard. And so to just sort of deny that, that access or not realize that um, 
okay, you stop telling people to, you know, all you have to do is work hard, work hard and believe in yourself. And you, it's like, because it, it's, it's not true. Right. It's not true for, for everyone. And then when you live in a state like New Jersey, where the cost of living is just so unbelievably high. high, you know, just being able to scrimp and scrape yeah. to get yeah. by sometimes yes. is, you know, a, a, a barrier. Yes. You know, because yes. again, what's valued in society, so even when you talk about like who gets the better jobs and who gets the promotions, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so let's think about. You know, um, most companies in America, and this you can find data on, um, most company, companies in America are run by white men. Yes. Mm -hmm. So how is it that they've gotten those a the access mm -hmm. or those opportunities extended to them? You know, you can't tell me it's because they worked harder than everybody else who works for their company all the way down to the person who's cleaning the toilets. Yeah, right. You know? So then what is it? Right. So so then how do they have the access to these promotions and, you know, the opportunity yeah. to lead right. and others don't. Yeah. Right. And it's a pattern. So it's not like it's just one company. It's mm -hmm. not like it's, you know, this one Fortune 50 companies. It's not that it's there's a pattern. If you look at the CEOs, they are. They're mostly right. white men. Right. But think about what they have access yeah. to or what they've had access right. to. And it's not to say that they didn't work hard mm -hmm. on some level, mm -hmm. but it's also not to say that their hard work um, negates the hard work of someone who is right. a low wage earner. Right. Um, just trying to make it because they haven't had the same yeah. kind of opportunities extended to them. And I think about like, you know, the two of us, we've had opportunities to go to school. Yeah you know, to get um, degrees and, you know, to get all the way up to terminal degrees. We've, we've had those opportunities mm -hmm. extended to us. So we understand that it wasn't, you know, obviously our hard work is partially what um, did that, but we also know that some of it had to do with opportunity. Yes. That we had. Opportunities, like, that we know everyone else doesn't have. The network is hugely yep. important. Right. And if you don't have access to that, to a network. That's correct. Like that's where, that's really where the access is. And that's where the opportunities come from, yep. you know? And so you can work really, 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 really hard. But if you're, you know, let's say you're in an office and cause I have seen this, um, you're working really hard, but you don't really have access to, you know, sort of like, the change makers or the policy makers or the, or the leaders, you know, they never see that you work hard. So you never have access, right? You never, and a lot of times you can't even get an interview nope. to talk to, you know, nope. for, for, and, a lot, and other times there are positions that aren't even up for an interview, yep. right? They just, or you don't even, it, they're not even open to the public. Yes. So, you know, oftentimes in, in, in companies or what have you, you know, they already know who they want they to tap. They already know. They for, already for positions know. of yes. power and authority and yes. leadership. Yes. And if you're not in the in the in crowd, if you will, mm -hmm. you're not going to have access. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately, many people of color are the ones who don't have that access. And that and all of that really is the it, it's really sort of 
the danger of the lie of meritocracy because right. we keep telling people to work hard, right? And you can do or be or, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's just not, it's just not true. And we, we vilify people who don't rise to a certain level, right? you know, right. um, because we say, you know, you, you didn't work hard enough. Mm -hmm. You didn't work hard enough, you know, so. I think that's so not true. It's it yeah. is just so it is just so not true. So, yeah. I mean, so you know, we often try to to come from the angle of okay, so what are we going to do about this? Yeah. You know, how do we rectify this? <clears throat> I think that's a good question. So I I think there are some companies that have tried, and so you know, any position that is open must be you know um, advertised, and I think that's a start. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like you're saying, like looking at representation. Yeah. Like, you know, do we have representation mm -hmm. of people of color? Yeah. Of women. Yes. You know, in positions of authority mm -hmm. or positions of leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and if not, how do we do that? Yeah. I think sometimes creating those, um, there's like, a, like a leadership programs that are aimed at, you know, representation. And I, I think, I think those help. Sure. I think that's a, that's a, that's one strategy, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think we see the same kinds of things um, in, a, in a school district where they have, um, you know, STEM programs that are really aimed at, you know, recruiting and, and, and garnering interest amongst um, students of color. Sure, and, like, and girls. And girls, right? right. I think those, those kinds of programs where they say, we don't, we see the pattern here and we really want to do something about it. And how can we, you know, kind of create either a grow your own or recruit more. I, I think those places are good places to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? No. And I also think being willing to confront like implicit bias. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> when you look at the work, the pool mm -hmm. of leadership and you are a person of leadership mm -hmm. and you have the, the decision making power, you know, are you looking at where might there be some implicit bias yeah. that is holding back, right. you know, groups of people? Mm -hmm. um, and so if you can, if you're willing to confront your bias, mm -hmm. um, you might be willing to dismantle some of the structures really that have made it difficult for, you know, certain groups to be able to advance. That's really good. That's really good. That's, that's I think, key. Um, because I think also, in that same space, like once you identify like what your bias and start unpacking, start to unpack your, your bias, you can really start to look at like cultural expression, right? So resilience in one context might look very different than resilience in another context sure. or resourcefulness in one context might look different than it does in another context, but, but they're both equally resourceful. Right. right? right. So if resourcefulness is key to this particular job or even leadership, it might look different. These characteristics might present themselves differently right, right. depending upon the context. But if I can recognize that in everybody, right. right? Right. Then I can start to, you know, really identify those characteristics no matter how they manifest themselves, no matter what the package or the background is of the person who has it. Right. Um, and then I can really start to be fair about how I identify people for opportunity. Yeah, and for advancement. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I think that's really, I think it's, it's really incumbent upon the leadership um, in organizations to really 
be willing to do that yeah. work, yes. you know, to be open to yes. that. Right. Um, and then I think we've got to somehow move away from this hard work narrative, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because we know mm -hmm. that it's not enough That's right. to work hard. That's right. And if That's we can right. move away from that narrative and begin to understand that, well, yeah, everybody might work hard, but working hard does not equal. That's right opportunity. That's right. And so now if there are people who don't have opportunity, let's see what's going on in the system that needs to be addressed in order to create, you know, an opportunity, you know, create opportunity, as you said, that's fair yeah. um, and, equitable and equitable for everybody. So it's not just about the ones that seem to be getting the attention because they, they work hard and they have access but it's about the others who, who don't as well. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. This has been such a great conversation. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, really... I, think, I think there's work to be done mm -hmm. in society, and I think yeah. if you're listening to this, you really should think about you know what the system looks like, where you are, and who has leadership, who's in leadership, and how can you extend and expand opportunities for those who might not otherwise have those opportunities. Yeah, I think that's really that's really good because this looks different in different contexts. Yeah. You know, yeah. most fields unfortunately have the same kinds of patterns among in, in terms of outcomes, but I think that's really key. Like whatever, you know, industry or field that you're in, I think it's important to, you know, take a look. Absolutely. And be, and, and, and be honest yeah. about, you know, what those patterns are, right. what those right. patterns are. So if you do that, we'd love to hear um, how that turned out for you. We'd love to hear, you know, some of the um, challenges and even experiences and 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 triumphs, yeah. you, know, you know, that that you've had. Um, and we also invite you to invite others to join in on the conversation. We think that would be that would be really great, too. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica. And thank you for joining us. And please come back and join us again. Thank you.